In Studio 5, the crew are quietly getting on with what they do after arriving at Hutton and before they have to don their dinner jackets and cocktail dresses to read the news. It's a relaxed feeling. A, a miasma hangs in the middle of the room, which once would have been from various herbs that they acquired from around the galaxy. But in these more health-conscious times, it is, we're sorry to say, from a bout of intestinal distress left as a parting gift by dead meat gf who popped in for some gossip an amber warning light illuminates and so the crew pack away their knickknacks rudolph closes his book of a thousand and one really nasty tongue twisters making sure to mark his place harry balzac puts away one of his innuendos wankare puts the lid back on his moustache wax extra villainous quality Wilma carelessly tosses a throwing knife she'd been sharpening across the room where it stops with a shudder as it buries itself in the woodwork. And Norma puts away her gun cleaning kit, remembering to engage the safety before handing it to Flossie. The crew sit up as straight as their tired bones will allow. The amber light is replaced by a red one. And the authoritative timber of a well-seasoned presenter utters these immortal words. Our mics are... Live. Good evening and welcome once again to a busy studio as we attempt to unscramble the news, decipher the sports results, nibble curiously on Galnet, fervently hope that Amelia has survived whatever encounter we've sent her on, and have a notepad ready for all the system names that Flossie's going to read out during her bit. What? Oh, sorry, I wasn't paying any attention. I thought we'd just made this up as we went along. No, 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 no. You know what they say. Poor prior planning precipitates poor performance. No, you're just taking the pee. Talking of that, our guest will be back from cubicle three any second. Uh, where should we put him? There's the umbrella stand in the corner. Um, why, why do we need umbrellas? We're in a station. In space. Sprinkler system. On the blink as usual. Ah, oh, that makes sense. I've got another question though. Do tell. There's no gravity, so doesn't it just all blob up and float around? Oh, I know this one. Is the answer Velcro? Um, no. Right. News. <clears throat> A wolf in ship's clothing. Rampage did it. An incident report explains why. In the penal colony. Presence with no presence. Thinking of drinking at Lafcon? You'll need hollow legs. Please don't throw us in the briar patch. Fargoids versus Guardians. We're out of their league. Somebody's been a busy bee. What have you been doing? (laughs) 
It has become apparent recently that certain pilots have been taking advantage of the unwritten rules of engagement when it comes to interactions with ne'er-do-wells, miscreants and, to be blunt, we all know that carrying gold into the area around a compromised nav beacon is likely to gain the attention of many space buccaneers with their witty, if dreadfully repetitive, banter. Arriving at a res site with the odd art treasure, a few tons of platinum, or even just a solitary ton of hut and mugs will attract pirates like flies to ships. Just minding your own business, taking byways from system to system will eventually come to the attention of depraved souls who will declare your onboard barrels of sterilised dung to be tasty cargo. So what's a commander to do in the face of such naked aggression? How can the owner of a Type 9 space cow go about their legitimate business without playing interdiction tango or listening to inane posturing from the robber classes? This is where the good guys are blurring the boundaries. They're doing something that, frankly, is the equivalent of a soldier taking off their uniform, thus risking being shot as a spy. The latest underground tactic in fighting back against the forces of lawlessness is, in itself, illegal. They're using bootleg Apex taxi paint jobs, since everyone knows that pirates are paid by protection money often paid by, with protection money even, by Apex Interstellar Transport to allow their vehicles to pass unhindered. This has led to the unlikely sight of anacondas with a for-hire sign near the huge hardpoint, sidewinders with roof racks for luggage, and belugas refusing to go south of the ecliptic at this time of night. But, as they say, what sauce for the goose goes well with the other gamey meat? Smugglers have taken to using the Apex paint jobs as a way of sneaking past patrols. Commanders with enormous notoriety levels have hand-painted Apex on a piece of cloth they've taped to the front of their ships in an effort to get to starport services without being recognised. And even the dastardly Don has Taxi Alapici stenciled on his solid gold Panther Clipper to avoid all of that tedious paperwork. <coughs> Hutton Orbital Mission After Action Incident Report Date of Incident 18th of June 3307 Location Bardwaj Mineralogical Territory in Barnard Star Trainees were Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude Training Officers were Commander Rampage 737 and Count Nugget The objective was to clean out the scavengers and power the base So after a successful initial training mission with Commander Witherspoon, Commander Rampage 737 was required to perform a collection mission, leaving Commander Count Nugget to take charge of the second mission with both trainees. The initial section was running to plan and on schedule with Commander Witherspoon, utilising his previous training and effectively neutralising the scavengers near the power centre, with Beetlejuice assisting having pre-existing combat experience. Before moving to the mining area to clear the remaining scavengers, the power was restored, completing the training goal for Commander Beetlejuice. Commander Count Nugget took the opportunity to scan Commander Beetlejuice's profile to gain level 3 access and simplify the process of accessing buildings should the need arise. Unfortunately, having turned off flashlights to reduce the risk of detection, Commander Count Nugget failed to notice that she had unholstered the energy link instead of the profile analyzer and on completion of the scan, a bolt of high-intensity electricity arced from the muzzle into the oblivious Commander Beetlejuice, 
causing her to twitch violently, utter a particularly colourful expletive and fall to the floor in a crumpled heap. While Commander Beetlejuice's training was complete and Commander Wotherspoon and Count Nugget did clear out the remaining scavengers, Commander Count Nugget would like to apologise for the untimely demise of a valued colleague and much-loved co-narrator of the famous, fabulous Galnet News Digest. We can only apologise on behalf of our trainee commanders and say that all things considered, it was definitely Rampage's fault. Commander Westhorpe, otherwise known as Joseph K, found himself in solitary this week. And oh boy, was it solitary. After incurring one or two slight infractions, the hero of our story found himself incarcerated without the trial that you'd expect. So what? You might think. Pay the fine and get on your way. Ah, now this is where it gets just a touch tricky. Commander Westforp, who we prefer to call Uncle Matt, had been outside the bubble in the pencil sector ELYD5 when he was picked up by the fuzz. It just so happens that the nearest detention centre, appropriately called Pilgrim's Ruin, is in the HR3005 system, which is not exactly on the main tourist route, consisting of two stars, the detention centre, and not a sausage else. I know what you're thinking. Stop blabbering and just get a taxi! A touch tricky, because the only system within Apex transport range is Synerf ENHD1196, which is 13.7 light-years away, and that system only has two outposts and no planetary settlements or ports. Are you seeing the problem now? If you end up in the detention centre on foot, or with a ship whose jump range is less than 13.17 light-years, you're stuck! Stuck like a fly in a very distant piece of amber. Stuck with no hope of escape unless someone with a very good telescope can interpret it messages sent in Morse code from your cell window when they get it at the earliest in a decade and a half. Luckily, Joseph K. had nothing but time on his hand and managed to construct a quantum entanglement signaler using nothing but some pieces of wire pulled from the bulkhead, some sticky black plastic, some empty washing up bottles, a Lady Pleaser 3000, some crystals and a working quantum entanglement signaler that someone had left in his cell. Dot 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 dash 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 dot dot went his message thus demonstrating that he really should have attended more than one lesson at Morse Code School. But luckily, it was enough. After a few days, his plaintive cry was picked up by the pink wafer, which was unaccountably cruising in the region. A likely story. And Commander Sally contacted the Pilots' Federation to see what could be done. Even the Pilots' Federation don't get a free pass when it comes to springing jailbirds, and so Commander Sally was forced to stump up the bail money, helped by several of her colleagues, unfortunately just about wiping out their credit balances. But plucky Sally got a lift to Pilgrim's Rest to pay the money in person. And so, with a single bound, Commander Westforth was free, and pausing only to tip his flight helmet briefly to salute to the rose-coloured recognizance remunerator aboarded the Pilots' Federation shuttle to rejoin his ship, which had been towed to a nearby system. It was only afterwards that our commander remembered hearing, just as the airlock door was closing, a small pink voice asking, Um, how do I get back now, guys? Guys! Guys! 
Commanders have been wondering recently if some combination of time dilation, die hard and Groundhog Day has meant that it's Christmas every day. Commanders have been writing their letters to Santa many months in advance saying, Dear Father Christmas, I've been very good and I've only got notoriety of three. I've not smuggled any more than three black boxes and I've only shot at pirates. For Christmas, please can I have some heat sinks, some chaff, some shield cells and some more ammunition. And then presumably vaporise the letter since it's very difficult to fit a chimney in the cockpit of an Imperial Eagle. Whilst we don't hold with superstition, nor do we claim any belief in supernatural creatures, something has read those notes. Because galaxy-wide, when pilots are glued to their seats and the countdown starts at four, three, some ninja present donor sneaks on board, empties their sack, well, we're presuming it's a he, no female will be stupid enough to come on board at such a dangerous point in time, and exits again before the ship enters supercruise. Pilots check their ship's status and find that their letter has been answered. And they're full. And this happens again and again and again. We're concerned that just being given things like that disturbs the natural order of things. And the commanders may soon just start to expect stuff to be given to them for doing absolutely nothing. No, no, not like arcs. Those are completely, totally different. As Cecil says... Oh. The heat sink fairy from me, Cecil. I'm really rather confused. I I know I left the planet having ejected absolutely everything in my attempt to push the right button, but on reaching orbit, after a little visit to the little pilot's room, it was all back again. Except the gin. You forgot to put my gin back. Next time if you're sneaking on board and putting things back where they weren't, but are now, would you mind awfully topping up the drinks cabinet too, please? Lots of love. Me. Lave. Lovely Lave. Shining orange jewel in the heart of humanity's big bubble. Every year, the station commander and chums throw a big party. You know the kind, the sort of thing that was grand ambitions to educate, elucidate and inform, but degrades by some time mid-afternoon into a Lavian brandy drinking session and someone's pet field mouse challenging everyone to an arm wrestle as in the case of one commander actually beating him. Usually an opportunity for pilots from across the galaxy to congregate and listen to the wise words, chapters 1 through 12, of Station Commander Stroud's latest epistle and marvel at the wonders being shown off by the Pilots' Federation about what they're up to next. This year, there's a problem. An aligned shape problem They've taken exception in these trying times to so many pilots with so many allegiances arriving at Lave, which they still claim is theirs despite being relegated to the lower levels where the space rats nibble your bum. They're concerned about mods and lurgy and space truckers with mods and lurgy and thargoids and NMLA terrorists 
possibly also cats, as we've heard they're allergic to them. So they've planned to park a number of Type 9s in the entrance to the station over the weekend of LAFCON and stop absolutely anyone entering the station. Not to be deterred, the pilots of the galaxy have come up with an idea. Hello, LAFCON. Yes, and even you can attend from the comfort of your ship. SRV, abandoned settlement, far away orbital or even just from down the corridor at a socially distant but definitely non-embargo breaking distance. As is traditional, the Hutton truckers will be putting in an appearance, or at least our voices will, accompanied by luminaries from the Pilots' Federation trying desperately not to say anything controversial but having a bit of a laugh skirting round difficult subjects. There's bound to be a bit of retro. These days, retro means flared flight suits, high-collared dominated outfits and of course wide-brimmed hats and cape accessories for your perfect maverick look. All rendered in 8-bit and with a catchy theme tune. Any pilots thinking of heading to live next weekend? That's next weekend, not this weekend. You know the one that happens more than seven days in the future. Then be prepared to send your very best Holomy lookalike to take your seat. There are rumours that the team over at Spider-Man Systems have come up with a solution to the blockade. They've challenged the Alliance to a game of Lacon stick em up using a deck of cards, a couple of dice and some hastily salvaged counters robbed from a nearby settlement. We think they might be food chips for the staff. It has often been said that trying to pin down a Hutton trucker is like trying to juggle jelly with oily hands. It looks like a good idea at the time, but after the first throw, there's this sense that things are about to get messy. The same is true of our political cooperative. Try to do something bad and unexpected things happen. Now here at Hutton, we're not trying to take over the galaxy. That would be silly, a lot of hard work. And to be fair, we've got much more important things to do, like go out and sniff the space flowers on atmospheric worlds and do odd things like try to walk around a planet non-stop without falling into a crevasse. As such, it has been noted that there are bad people out there, as mentioned in previous weeks, who are using crime as a way to attempt to hurt Hutton. They've lobbed their metaphorical jelly in the air and are looking up at it. But the jelly has its own ideas. The jelly wants to stay stable in influence. The jelly wants to float there nicely at about head height and not go splat. Here's a hint to Hutton's enemy, Boo. Lockdown isn't a bad thing. It means that for once, Hutton influence is actually moderately under control and not swinging around like a floor-mopping guy's mop after a particularly busy party. If only they'd do the bad things somewhere we want the bad things done, like Carcinari. More on that from Juan Kerr in a bit. Halftime. That bit between all the excitement, where everyone gets to have a rest, break out the oranges, get an ice-cold, water-filled sponge dabbed on the back of the neck, and take a breather, before attempting to do better than the opposition for the next bit. If you're a night shift commander, 
You might even break it into quarters. And if you're a fan of grunting and smacking things really hard, maybe you go and have a sit down under an umbrella every few grunts and have a swig of water. Whatever the case is, humanity seems to love taking a break right in the middle of doing something important or difficult. And it seems that we're not alone in the galaxy on this one. Round one of the Thargoids vs Everyone Cup took place a long time ago. So long ago now that the spectator stands are now looking like the now sunken gladiatorial ruins over in Italy on Old Earth. Just about the only thing left is the hot dog stand to one side. Everyone knows that the mystery meat is actually indestructible and the onions have been cooking for the last few millennia and are just a little charred. However, the scene is set. The Guardians have substituted humanity at half-time in the hopes that it will blindside Tharg the Mighty's minions. Humanity's planning a 4-4 for the mug formation and it looks like no one knows who the manager is. But whoever it is, if we lose on penalties, it will definitely be their fault and not that of the players. Where we mean pilots. It's an away game for both sides, as it looks like the battle will be taking place on neutral territory. By neutral, we mean a place that hasn't yet been occupied by either side. But the Guardians, despite being awfully tired from the first half, have left their skimmers on the pitch. It should be noted, though, that they're prone to the own odd goal. Are you excited for the game of two halves to be entering the last two quarters? Will there be multiple touchdowns, 15 love and a tie-break? Nobody knows, but we reckon the Pilots' Federation have a master plan and we can't wait to see what it is. Now, anyone got any good sing songs we can sing from the stands? How about a rousing rendition of T-H-A-R-G, He's Our Nasty Enemy, and calls of Hermans, Hermans, and sticking silly little flags to the outside of your spaceship to declare your allegiance. Exciting times in the Hutton BGS recently. We have a new record of four simul simultaneous states in two systems at the same time. The Deputy Chief Assistant Under-Editor won't let me bore you with the specifics, but it's a long time, time since we've seen both an outbreak and a lockdown. Why, it's almost like Sol in the early 21st century. It's been a busy time in the BGS world this week with the continued lockdown in Alpha Centauri denying mugs and megagen to the galaxy. And it's time for concerted action to stop the crime wave. Isn't it a good job I hoarded several lifetimes supply of mugs, gin and of course bog roll aboard my fleet carrier? Ha! No best before dates on megagen. So now it's vintage. The medical outbreaks in Barnard Star and Alpha Centauri were quickly resolved, so well done to those marvellous merchants who move mountains of meds. We still have a state of civil unrest in Barnard Star, so bounties are the order of the day, but prioritise the lifting of the lockdown in Alpha Centauri first. Rogue serious corporation elements have been attempting to make up for their previous failure to snatch the closest system to Sol. Remember that time they lost 4-0 and ran away with their corporate tail between their legs? No? Well, you should, as it was only three weeks ago. 
well, they've only gone and tried to take advantage of the lockdowns in our core systems and tried to pick on the tiny little Hamlet system of none other than Avic. There was Mr. Avic, locking up his small family corner shop composed of his come-off license for the night, putting out the space cat and a pair of dodgy corporate mega-corporation bruises in red sweaters with stockings over their heads snuck up on him in the dark and whacked him over the head, gaining an instant tuna lead. Stunned, but being a fairly thick-skulled type, well-versed in the darker arts of on-foot combat, Mr. Avic shrugged off the blow and landed a few telling blows of his own in the binary planets department, and then went on to serve up a large steaming helping of what the night shift would call whoop-ass. Triumphant, he, he unmasked their stocking faces, actually it was a pair of tights that they hadn't bothered to separate, and told them they'd have got away with it if it weren't for the pesky cat. We're still not done with the adverse states this week, as we have double trouble in the Epsilons. Yes, Indy and Eridani have come down with an attack of the Space Lurgy and are both in outbreak. It's certainly time to be invested in pharmaceutical megacorporations, unless they're doing it at cost, of course. At the top end of the Hutton System League, well, it's not hard to spot, is it? 14% clear of the six-pack of overachievers, it's LP532-81 romping towards total system domination on 83%. Has someone been overdoing it in the Heap City cashing carry again? You know you'll never eat all those pickled eggs. We're already in expansion from one of the other LPs, so one at a time, guys. One at a time. Meanwhile, in Colonia, Grand Moff Hanky asks that truckers fight for hot coal in the war in Pythias against the Colonia Cooperative and that they ship power generators and water purifiers to Dolo Depot in Tier to get us out of the infrastructure failure. We still need to leave Hotel Carcenari where, ooh, we have another war, but we've got plenty to focus on in the core systems, so ignore it. Priorities this week are, if you want to truck something, truck meds by the mm, um, truckload into the Epsilons to relieve the outbreaks. If you want to shoot something, and boy is there plenty to shoot at this week, turn in bounties and Alpha Centauri to lift the lockdown and then in Barnard Star to end the civil unrest. And if you still have any railgun rounds left after that, Stein 2051 has developed a bit of a pirate problem. We still need to exit Carcenari, so meh, leave it alone. Time for an update on expeditions, missions and competitions organised by you, the Elite Dangerous Community. Commander Mephisto has taken time out his busy day relaxing on the Fleet Carrier Console as it ferries armchair explorers across all of the waypoints in the Cannon Challenge to send us this postcard from distant parts. 
We're points 38 through 44 of the Comfy Cannon Cruise featured more bulb mollusks as well as parasol mollusks for a change, two kinds of E-type anomalies and a spectacular Rosium Lagrange storm cloud. Congratulations go to Commander E1 L1 Rium for reaching Exploration Elite while getting ahead of the route. He, together with Commander Servalan, are now hanging out at the bar in Explorer's Anchorage and waiting for Consul's arrival in Stumay KM-WC1-342. An experienced fuel rat who understandably wants to stay anonymous forgot to equip a fuel scoop when out mining tritium for Consul. It happens to the best. The captain himself eagerly jumped into the rescue, finally getting a chance to put the fuel transfer Olympic controller bought for such occasions to its intended use. Details of the cruise are at bit.ly Comfy Cannon Cruise. The Artemis Biological Survey, which is searching for new biological features and exceptional geological formations, has beamed a message from the inner Orion Spur. Commander Alastair Hope has sent us this report. This week, the Artemis Biological Survey reached its fifth waypoint in the Scaldoi Nebulae. Since the beginning of the expedition, the participants have collected data on 89 species living on planets with a thin atmosphere, which corresponds to 358 subspecies, coloured variants. This has generated an amount of genetic data sold to Physiogenomics of 1.318 million credits spread over 63 commanders who upload their data into Sikriborg database. Beyond this, the photographic documentation of the species, the data collected 4,744 entries at this point allows us to increase our knowledge on the living conditions of the different species. We are currently working on temperature, pressure conditions needed for different species. Details of the expedition, including their Discord, being operated jointly in English and in French, can be found at bit.ly Artemis Survey. The Calypso mission, organised by the Titan contractors, has concluded and the captain offers this farewell report. There are many more different types of life out there. These were only ones that were in the operating range of the TSV journey. We hope our mission encourages you to get out there and discover the diverse, organic life that has led undisturbed for millions of years. Our thanks go out to our commanders for helping return the TSV journey back to our control safely after Incident 3. We now intend to return to the Solaris carrier and mothball the TSV journey until it is needed again, with the crew returning to their own duties back aboard the carrier. Fly safe, Captain Lucian King and the TSV journey crew, 07XXX. 
The homepage for the TSV journey, which has a link to all of the 100 plus reports, including incredible views in Report 62, dense grassy forests in Report 103, an attack of the on the journey in Report 111, and the conclusion of the mission in Report 118, is at bit.ly Titan Calypso. The Elite Dangerous Clock moves closer to midnight, as it's less than three weeks now until King Hanky's party on the 14th of July, destined to make storming the Bastille look like a party for one during lockdown. Celebrate King Hardy's sixth fleet carrier with the Clonemeister, Snake Charmer, by seeking out the event on your Facebook events page. Not Note that, not that anyone's done it up to now, but if you know of an event that we should cover, do get in touch, please. Thank you very much, everybody. Wow, that was a lot of news and a lot of events. Um, but we are in the studio this evening. We have uh, Commander Ventura on the decks. Uh, the, whether he's saying hi or he's running around trying to put fires out, we don't know. Uh, hello, Norman? Hello. No, he's, re- he's, put, he's putting fires out. There we go. We, <laughs> yes, we, we, he shouldn't be using that to put the fires out. <laughs> that's, no. just, that's, just, that's just not right. It's not big and it's not... Not, not, I, not an electrical I, fire anyway. You don't I, want to be doing that. Can I use that no, some no. other way? <laughs> hmm. yeah, not not to laugh smell. through things either. If you, um, if you whip it around like a helicopter, it might create a breeze that puts the fire out. <laughs> anyway, we, we also have uh, Harry Balsack, also known as Commander Palantir. Good evening, Squire. <laughs> good evening, good evening, good evening. I'm, I'm going to ask how you are later in the show because it's a green room week, but um, yeah, I'll ask you how you are later. You, you might survive the show up to that point. Um, we have the Apology Officer, who will not be forgotten this week. Yay! Yay! You're not last. I'm not last, not yet. <laughs> With a genuine apology this week. Well, no, a, yeah, yeah, a sort yeah. of an apology report, yeah. Yeah, it was a, a, a mission a after-action report, but it turned out to be a bit of an apology at the end. Um yeah, I I, I tried know. doing that with me, me with me zapper once. Mm. Oh dear, you don't want to do it with your zapper. I snuck up on somebody, mm. selected the right tool, yeah, oh, fired the zapper, and then attempted to <laughs> charge them instead of overload them, and they turned around and went, Oh, wait, what are you doing? I said, oh, I was trying to charge. <laughs> I'm just helping uh, you. <laughs> it's not illegal. Yeah. Uh, and they went, yes, but you are carrying one of those, um, what, what do you call it, the e-breach kits on you, and therefore oh, I'm yeah. going to shoot you in the face. And uh, they had a shotgun. Did you then yeah, shoot you in the face, yeah. They had a shotgun, well, yeah. Well, so shield, shields up, pew pew, as I'm mashing buttons trying to get my laser gun out. Nice. Yeah, nice. it didn't work, didn't work. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, and did you die? Oh, and then they shot my corpse a few times. Oh, I, nice. I died horribly nice. earlier. I'll, I'll tell you all about the dying horribly earlier. Oh, later. yeah, yeah. I think I saw something about that. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. particularly entertaining. Yes, I ate a pineapple. Um, pi- pi- anyway, pi- pilots oh. never die. They're always critically injured. Or unconscious, yes. Mm. Well, that's oh. how you get back to the space station afterwards rather than the mortuary. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. You pick up some of those occupied can, escape pods. Some kind person. Stick bits back on. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I will grow you a new one. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yes, end up looking like bagpuss. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and then of course that that was the dulcet tones of Commander Chicks. Good, good, good evening, sir. Good and evening. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we had two articles about the BGS this evening. I know what's going on. Yeah, apparently I mean, we mentioned America. Up, oh, sorry, the night shift twice. 
Which yeah, may, crikey. May well, they're they, they 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 now. Retired guess, Navy um, IT one's day, evening, morning, whatever time it is there. Night anyway. shift, yes. 18th century. Thanksgiving. He <laughs> needs... Yes, 18th century, yes. He needs more <laughs> coffee. And, of course, we, we heard from Commander Flossie... Hello. Or Flossie's alter ego, anyway, earlier, um, telling us all about the the events out there. I mean, there are there are lots and lots of events going on, aren't they? Most of them are sort of exploration, yeah, uh, sort of related at the moment. People seeing beautiful things and going, "Ooh, mm. yeah, there are some lovely things out there." Yes, space cucumbers, space loofers, <laughs> you know, all all those kind of bits. But donut um, yeah. trees, donut trees. I've not seen a donut tree yet. I, I found I found one of those bacterial ones by accident. I landed on a planet to take some video footage, and um, oh look, I've landed on a piece of bacteria. So Bacte- I, I quickly bacterial said, donut. Don't eat that. Yeah, go quick, quickly. Yeah, but to find two more though. That's the question. Well, yeah, it, it was either that or my ship was leaking because I landed right on top of it, and there was a puddle underneath. So oh, um, no. like floor mopping guy has tipped over his bucket. <laughs> well, I did manage to find a couple more buckets just over the brow of the next hill. So um, I actually managed to get. I, I broke my duck on on handing in uh, well biological <laughs> data. Yes, <laughs> the duck is broken. Oh no! Mm. And 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 we're joined this evening by special guest star. Well, it was LCU no full like one, but I, I I think his alter ego may may be back. Um, good evening, Square. Good evening. Oh, you're 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 still there. You're still there. And uh, you've you've come in a bit. We're not going to do it quite yet. But you've come to talk about balls. You know what? I don't think I don't think I can put up with this kind of abuse. I'm going to let my assistant talk for me instead. So well, you go and sulk in a corner, and yes, he can talk bulls for you. Yeah. So, to anyway, yes, our second special guest this evening. Now that LCU's cleared off and is, is sulking in a corner, would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Commander Powell Oblivion of Canon Research. I'm LCU's assistant. And and um, well, we, we might as well sort of kick off with with, with talking about these the, these big balls that you've been looking at for the last couple of days. Um, what what does it mean? What, what what are we talking about? I think we have a video somewhere in the background, vaguely. But um, you've yeah, been no, telling us it's been a it's been a, a, a good week for uh, celestial collisions. So uh, yesterday we had two gas giants do a full head-on collision, um, basically passing through each other. And uh, I had uh, I had uh, Commander Wotherspoon on board to record a video. I'm not sure if that's the one you're going to be showing. And uh, right now I'm watching two rocky bodies collide with each other. And uh, if you hear me screaming, it's because my ship's about to get crushed by... Um, a planet that is rapidly... Yeah, well, we, we, we can see on the moment, on screen at the moment, uh, it looks like a... Is it a beluga there in the middle? Um, looking like it's about to be crushed by some very, very colourful-looking gas giants uh, on screen, um, and, and including being dragged into, randomly, the, the gravitational wells of one, then the other, then one, then the other uh, on screen. Yeah, that, <laughs> there's, was, there's... Uh, that was an unusual effect, that one. Yes, um, but yeah, so the, these have got a, a name, obviously, because they're br- brightly coloured. Uh, yeah, so the, the, it's rhubarb and custard uh, is what they're called, and um, what we're thinking is that you know, as they keep colliding um, every few months, that the uh, the colours will start to merge at some point. Um, but yeah, we we 
discovered them, I guess it's nearly a year ago now, um, by looking through the Spanish database. So I was, I was particularly looking for um, bodies that were likely to collide. And uh, these were the only gas giants, because there, there are quite a few um, quite a few sort of rocky bodies and, and the like, but these were the only gas giants that were doing it. And um, so we went out to, to go and sort of measure where they were and try and work out how frequently they would collide and, and uh, when they would do it and by how much. Um, so we, we did all the calculations last year and uh, predicted that there would be a full head-on collision with a 99% overlap and uh, it was pretty much spot on. So Because they, they are almost identically the same diameter, aren't they, by these two? It, it's not like Big Moon, Little Moon. Yeah, they are. They are actually absolutely identical. And the orbits, the orbits are almost identical. Um, the, the orbits have, uh, there's a little tilt in the orbit. Um, and what that means is that if you're at uh, the point where the, the two orbits are tilted relative to each other, then the, the bodies will be far, uh, won't be close to each other when they pass. But if they pass at a point near where the, the orbits pivot to each other, then, it, then they'll be very close together. Um, and it, is, it is, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite the sight seeing these things, you know, they, these huge, huge, you know, massive bodies. Um, and some kind of you know, space anomaly happens such that there isn't a, a huge explosion or, you know, big, big farty clouds of gas going everywhere. There's, there's some kind of anomaly happens such that they don't actually uh, interfere with each other too badly. Yeah, it's, it's very, we would have predicted some sort of uh, loud explosion, or um, you know, or, or maybe that they would merge into a into a brown dwarf or something like that. Although they're not quite massive enough to to make a brown dwarf uh, together, or, or amalgamate, then achieve the same orbit as each other. Or yeah, and so the the, the second one you see that that was yesterday, the last uh, intersection of those, and yeah. then today there's another one. Yeah, so today it's um, two rocky bodies. Uh, they're in the uh, galactic mapping project as the Cyanean rocks, which is, uh, if, if, you, if you've watched Jason and the Argonauts, you'll know what they are. It's the two rocks, that, the clashing rocks that the ship passes through. Um, and uh, this is the first time I've seen them with the new planetary generation. So um, it's 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 a bit different. They're, they're slightly different colours this time round, um, but yeah, it's very interesting. Um, and oh, my heat levels are going up, and I'm about to die. Well, it's a good thing you're 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 there by hollow presence rather than actually, you know, um, <clears throat> yeah. needing an ambulance sometime soon. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Canon loves these kind of science projects. It's not all about the Thargoids, is it, and, and Guardians. You know, sometimes it's about galactic science. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the, the big thing for us at the moment is, um, is obviously all the new biology uh, that's out there. And we've been doing all sorts of analysis to um, sort of try and work out um, what the various conditions are and, and if, see if we can predict what we're likely to find. Um, so one of the things uh, one of the guys was looking at, he, he said, well, you know, there's, there's going to be some of these around the Herbig star, star because we've got a gap. So people went out and looked and they, they found them. 
So there's lots of stuff like that going on. So you're managing to make predictions about certain kinds of biology in certain areas. We know, obviously, you know, the biology does vary depending on what sector of the Milky Way you're in as well. There's certain bits only appear in sort of further arms as well. So I'm assuming you've got teams out on some of the far arms trying to find stuff that's absolutely unique to that corner of the Milky Way. Yeah, there's, there's people everywhere um, sort of looking at all, all different, different locations. Um, but what we're seeing so far is that a lot of the biology, the new biology is um, very widespread. It, you can find it almost anywhere. So, I mean, we've um, finally got proof that life is abundant in the Milky yeah, Way. Yeah. I mean, not, um, not necessarily intelligent life that's going to try and attack you and eat you and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think that's a bit of a shame, actually. I, I think it would be quite nice if some of these things were dangerous. But, mm. um, yeah, I, I, or, or if there was something more that we could do with them than, than just look at them. Um, you know, so the um, biology that we generally find on airless planets, so the anemones and tubers and, and um, things like that, they, they have materials that, grow on them on various outgrowths and so it's actually quite worthwhile knowing where they are because if you're hunting for materials for or synthesis for your for your srv yeah. or new fuel for your ship that kind of thing yeah whereas the new ones it's um you know there's there's no um additional compelling reason to see them and, unless it's to to go off and collect them all but um the Callan channel the canon challenge has got so much more challenging now because um i, I think of the new biology we, we're like well over 500 species so far um, or subspecies i should say so there's there's 15 you've, you've got your genus and then you've got your yeah yeah uh, species so species genus and yeah and then the color variants and variety, shape variants yeah. yeah well yeah. thank you very much for coming to join us this evening um, you know, do do keep us up to date. Now, we we did have some good news as well regarding Canon Interstellar well, this week, in that the shipment that went down to the Antarctic finally managed to make its way back to Tasmania and then back to the studio here at Hutton. So we now have back here the Canon Interstellar goodies, the two bottles that were signed by the expedition team and the team down at the Antarctic, and they have come back. In the same number of segments as they went down. Yes, unlike last time, they're in one piece. Um, so we will be uh, putting them in a secure lockbox ready for a, a fundraising attempt uh, in the future as well and use them to raise uh, money for charity. So um, pass on our thanks to the team over at uh, Canon for um, producing and, of course, uh, and you for sending them over to us. Um, yeah, no, we'll, I will do. It's, uh, we've, we've got some new stuff in the works as well, which... Uh, something something kind of special which hopefully we'll be able to send some of those out for charity at some point. We, we have got confirmation by the way that the two bottles are still sealed so the whatever concoction was in them i think is probably still in them as well <laughs> thargoid thargoid resin or something or oh, i don't know what you put in them but uh, it made funny noises when we shook it so we, we didn't open it distilled avian cheese <laughs> oh yes anyway <laughs> and, and obviously a few a few goodies of yeah, a, a few goodies have come back from the Antarctic as well with uh, Commander Dog's Breath, uh, as usual. Obviously, it was a bit more of an interesting expedition than it would otherwise have been, having uh, caught fire halfway back and having to be escorted to Western Australia. So um, Commander Dog's Breath is going to be joining us uh, in a couple of weeks, I think, 
to um, to talk about the expedition and uh, what happened and how they nearly didn't make it back, but actually they did, and it's all cool. Yeah. And, and, and also for Flossie, obviously, your friends over at the Fuel Rats, their goodies mm. have managed to make it back intact as well. Brilliant. I have the Fuel Rats stuff back in one piece, unblemished. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, please pass on to uh, our friends at the Fuel Rats uh, our thanks for sending them down to the Antarctic. And uh, we have got them back and we're going to be using them to raise money for charity later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So has anybody else got anything before I do the next bit before the next bit? Mm, no, go on to the next bit. Go on to the next bit, because we've got a green room coming up. Um, Norm, Norm, have you, have you got a thing sort of vaguely vaguely lined up, vaguely ready, if I introduce it in a second? Oh. No, he's, he's wrangling let's, Mr. Dusty. Let's do no. that bit while we, while we wait. Talk about next week. Yeah, well, so um, yeah, you, 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 you tell us what's going on next week. All right. Well, despite, uh, despite uh, the problems that we're seeing in the world, we are still having LaveCon next week, as you heard earlier in the news. And it's going to be virtual, and it'll be happening at the same time. And Hutton uh, Orbital Radio News will be doing our traditional stint at LaveCon, which is basically late flipping night on Saturday for the show instead of Thursday. So, But, uh, but we are being joined by special guests. Oh, yes, yes. We've, uh, because Frontier are giving the uh, their guys a couple of days off over the weekend, and we will actually have several of the Frontier people uh, as special guests during the show. There, there are strong rumours that there might be somebody from the server team who happens to know a lot about the BGS. There may be somebody from one of the dev teams who may or may not have appeared on Hutton Live at Lave before. And maybe somebody from the community management team as well doing a, a guest appearance. Obviously, they're not there to talk about spaceships or panther clippers or anything they're not supposed to talk about. Um, they're, they're there to um, join in the fun and read some of the news. And we, we do have a, a special special sketch written just for them. Yes. But that's traditional. That, that's what we do normally. Um, other, other than that, there, is there a programme yet, or is there any indication about the what's and when's and why's? And we haven't, haven't seen anything. All we know is that I think we're on at 10pm BST. Could be 10-ish, something like that. 10-ish, yes, yeah. yeah. But to, to be confirmed. But that means yeah. that on Thursday... Apology officer, we're going to need an apology. Have we lost the apology officer? No, oh. I had muted myself like a mad Ah, thing. OK. We're going to need an apology about next Thursday. Uh, are we? Yes. Well, we've got to be very sorry, because there won't be a show on Thursday. Yes. We're awfully sorry there won't be a show on Thursday, but there will be one on Saturday, so you can listen to it then. So if you turn up on Thursday evening, you'll probably see a stream of, I don't know, whatever Wotherspoon's watching at the moment, which sounds dodgy. <laughs> of course he is tuned into this show. Right, we've got the Do rest of the show. Dodgier than this, you mean? No, even dodgier than this. Even yeah, we, dodgier so we, than this. We, we've, we've got the rest of the show uh, coming up. Obviously, we've got a bit of a Galnet News Digest coming up. We've got the Unlikely Sports Report. Um, we, we haven't heard from Amelia yet this evening. Uh, Amelia is, is currently missing in action, but the, we, we may find out what's what. And, of course, we've got Flossie with the update on who's winning this week's, last week's CG and, and what on earth is going on. Um, but before that, Norm, did, did we buy you enough time? Yes. Yes, excellent. Well, um, one of the things we, we have noticed uh, that there have been large deliveries of salt recently to the Pilots Federation over in Shinrata Desra. There's been an awful lot of salt being delivered in, in brick format in some cases. Um, so uh, our friends 
over at HCS, and that includes me these days, um, have put together a little bit of a, a love letter to, to Elite and to the community and to the fun that some of us are having. And it has launched this evening along with their summer sale that's going on um and they've put together a little video with quite a special voiceover from one of the cast from uh, the voice known as dark from one of their packs has, has done us a most wonderful voiceover and they've allowed us to premiere it live on this show this evening so norm if you've got it and you've got the sound of the bits and the bobs um and you can get yes. rid of the big balls on screen no, then i'll do that Nick. take it away drum roll please imagination will often carry us to worlds that never were. But without it, we go nowhere. Carl Sagan Many of us find ourselves looking up at the stars, wondering if our solar system holds any clue about the origins of life, where it all began. Speculating on whether or not intelligent life started out on Earth, or perhaps somewhere else, close by in our solar system. Right now, humans are in the early stages of physical exploration outside of Earth's atmosphere. And before venturing further and beyond the realm of the planets, it's here, Sol, where we begin humanity's quest and the search for life. The star we orbit, along with the rest of the planets, is just one of billions and billions of stars here in the Milky Way galaxy. And presently, it is the only star system we can viably expect to explore for a long while yet. Unlocking new and exciting discoveries on Mars, the other planets, or at the edge of our solar system is a certainty now, given the technological advances made in the last few decades. But that is not where exploration should end. Of course not. History already tells us that humanity knows no such bounds. Earth's pioneers will continue reaching out further and further, out and onward through interstellar space into the unknown. For the moment in our lifetime, we must be content with what is yet to be discovered out in our solar system on our cosmic doorstep. After all, it is possible, even likely, that we might just discover something extraordinary right here. But further out there? Well, science tells us it just isn't plausible to expect to go further than the edge of our solar system just yet. Decades, the end of the century, maybe. Though, it could take even longer than that which leaves you with little more than just to imagine for now, to dream about what might be out there, and to hope that someday answers will come. A fair amount of you are evidently content to explore the vastness of space and the entire Milky Way galaxy simulated in front of a computer. Courtesy of the pioneering accomplishments of computer simulation developer Frontier, with their multi-award-winning and BAFTA-nominated title, Elite Dangerous. Stop all thrusters on my mark. Standing by. Now. Affirmative, slowing to a full engine stop. And if this is the first time you've heard about the title, you should definitely investigate more. If indeed you're a science fiction fan, 
and enjoy video games about both science and, of course, role-playing. The footage you see here, since the very start of the video, is taken directly from the simulation itself. In a simulated environment such as this, it's fascinating just how much can really be imagined. If you already have the title, you'll have a good understanding of how engaging Elite Dangerous is as both an adventure and a simulation. Imagine being told back in 2011 that in a few short years, you'd be able to visit every star in this galaxy in a futuristic simulated space title on your own computer. When it was first announced, it drew a lot of interest and excitement, but at the same time, skepticism about anyone being able to make it possible in terms of delivering what we have today with Elite Dangerous, and for good reason. Something unprecedented like a computer simulation of an entire galaxy in a futuristic sci-fi setting would be a massive undertaking. Almost four decades ago, the game Elite was created. Wireframed ships, 256 planets in eight galaxies. Our imagination was fired as to what could be. Turn time forward to 2012, and Frontier's dream of bringing a simulation of the entire Milky Way to the masses was launched. 400 billion star systems, the night sky as you see it looking up and beyond, through science to an accurate simulation of the entire galaxy. The crowdfunder was a huge success, and a few years later, in 2014, Elite Dangerous became a reality for the backers and sci-fi gamers on the whole. And so, delivered as promised at a premier event in Cambridge, England, was the entire Milky Way to explore in your own virtual starships. Able to travel at many times the speed of light to reach the far-off corners of the galaxy. Navigation. Navigation. Take us into orbit. Yes, Commander. Autopilot engaged. It sounds incredible that a simulation of this scale, magnitude, and scope could really exist. And it is incredible, even more so when you consider that you can travel all the way to the center of the Milky Way while stopping off to view a great many places. Space stations and settlements, stars and black holes, asteroid belts, and all of the many unique and diverse planets. As Elite has evolved, we've left the comfort of our ship out in our rover to visit airless worlds and then, with Odyssey, finally setting foot on the surface under colorful skies. Request docking, please. Stand by. 
Docking request confirmed. When you hear, blaze your own trail, echoing from the trailers and video demonstrations, just remember, it is left entirely up to you what you do and where you go in the elite dangerous universe. Total freedom. There's nothing linear. There's nothing telling you where or how to do much once you set off. And that's what makes the title and the gameplay so cool. Total freedom for you to set your own course and adventure on. With your friends, flying solo, or with the ever-growing global community player groups, all of which thrive on the wonder and amazement that Elite Dangerous delivers. Thanks to Frontier, we have on our screens, at our fingertips, the largest simulated environment the gaming world has ever seen. The entirety of the Milky Way. And it really has delivered. The developers, Frontier, have a vision for what is coming next. The stories, the new ways to experience the galaxy, blending science with science fiction to deliver more sights and experiences and bring what is out there to your screen. It is a monumental undertaking, but HCS, along with the community, are here to share the entire journey. It doesn't matter if you've played since 2014, 2020, or since the 1980s with the first iteration of Elite. There are now new players arriving daily in the community, and they're only just discovering for the first time how breathtakingly brilliant Elite Dangerous is. Veteran players will undoubtedly envy the newcomers for what they're about to experience for the first time. But they should also salute and welcome them to the community and to the awesome and ever-expanding game that Elite Dangerous is. When you power down your ship for the night, wherever you may be in the galaxy, imagine what is coming next in the years to come. I must say it's a treat to be able to take part in the show and sit in these comfy seats, even if they are suspiciously warm. Talking to the effects of digestion, it's time for the Galnet News Digest from Commander's Beetlejude and Wotherspoon, who smells. News Digest, 24th of June, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Thargoids expelled at last. The version 1 DSS. Only you, or that other lot, can save mankind. After weeks of Clinging on with a marginal presence in four systems in the Pleiades and the California Nebula, the Thargoids have finally been expelled from all human-occupied systems, and the fires have been put out in the damaged stations in these systems too, giving Operation Ida something to do. 
Thargoids had managed to avoid total eviction from the HR 1183, HIP 18390, Atlas and Delphi systems for several weeks, despite the best efforts of the Anti-Zeno Initiative. But after the intervention of E. Shiny Peter Boffin, who we shall call Commander Davstot, to protect his identity, the persistent Thargoid presence almost magically melted away. Commander Stott, not his real name, had been heard to utter the word, oopsie, when told about the Teflon-coated Thargoids. It is assumed that Commander Stott was in possession of a vial of the mycoid virus, which is known to kill 99% of all known Thargoids. Dead. Whatever the explanation, the remaining Thargoids all vanished, and the way is open now to repair the five Thargoid-damaged starports in these four systems. Ark's Faith in HR 1183, California Freeport in HIP 18390, Selene Orbital in Atlas and Donar's Oak, and the Oracle in Delphi. The Oracle is already 50% repaired. Following the successful conclusion of Sirius Corporation's attempt to corner the market in muon imagers, questions are being asked about the reward that they have offered. The detailed surface scanner, which will be available from Friday at Human Technology Brokers Everywhere, at a hefty discount for the first two weeks, and which will be gifted to the top 75% of participating pilots, is the same DSS that Sirius previously offered as a reward for commanders who participated in the search for Ammonia Worlds for Sirius Atmospherics to terraform. It has a much greater scan radius and can cover four times as much planetary surface in a single shot as the basic DSS and almost twice the area of a fully engineered DSS. But why is Sirius describing it as the version 1 detailed surface scanner? Do they have an even more wondrous version 2 of the scanner under development? If the version 1 Sirius scanner can two-shot a target six-shot planet... Will the version 2 be able to do the entire planet in one? Commanders around the galaxy are excited to see what Sirius will create next. Commanders who've been helping out the mysterious Salvation in the search for the sister ship of the Adamaster, the Hesperus, and then for the missing crew of the Hesperus, and who finally discovered the ancient anaconda Proteus on the 12th of June, now find themselves faced with a dilemma. Do they remain loyal to Salvation, whose guidance led them to the discovery? Or do they switch allegiance to Aegis, the tri-superpower anti-Thargoid defence organisation? The Proteus was found in the middle of what is presumed to be a far more ancient battleground the site of a skirmish between the Thargoids and the long-extinct Guardians. It seems likely that Salvation believes that the Guardian technology found there can be used to make newer and deadlier weapons than anything seen before, which, by an astonishing coincidence, is exactly what Aegis Research was attempting to develop right up until the moment that they lost all their research material together with their megaship Alexandria. Salvation has appealed for Guardian technology to start developing the weapons that can save humanity. And right on cue, Aegis has appealed for the same Guardian technology, so it can get back to developing weapons. 
Their two megaships, the Glorious Prospect and the Archimedes, are parked up alongside each other, leading to the question, why can't they act like grown-ups and share their findings? That way, there wouldn't need to be a competition and both Salvation and Aegis would get access to all the materials they needed to conduct their research if they worked together they might develop something even better than either one of them could develop on their own. But apparently cooperation wasn't possible, and so the race is on to save humankind faster than the other lot. Humanity, we're disappointed in you. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Thank you, Commanders Beetlejude and Wotherspoon. Wonderful writing as always. Never has the one been better used. Time for David Braven's favourite bit of the show. Now it's Flossie with the CG News. When the universe is in trouble, bug infestations in the bubble, your home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie says Interstellar initiatives Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should Listen to what Flossie says. Hello, Flossie here with this week's CG News. Last week's CG, the Engineered Detailed Surface Scanner Initiative, completed at 1330 UTC on Tuesday. Tier 5 means full discount supply on the materials required to buy further copies of the module during the first two weeks of availability. Anyone in top 75% or higher will also receive one module free by the end of Friday the 25th of June. Materials required to buy each module from all human technology brokers are 12 niobium instead of 24, 12 mechanical components, normally 28, 10 germanium, normally 22, and 10 mechanical scrap should normally be 26. As this was a global reward, any commanders can take advantage even if they did not participate in the CG. And this week's CG news, Aegis appeal for guardian artefacts and salvation's appeal for guardian artefacts. Aegis Research and Taurus Mining Ventures have requested deliveries of Guardian Artifacts to the PMD 2009-48 system. The rival campaigns follow the discovery of an ancient battleground between the Guardians and the Thargoids on Trapezium Sector YU-XC1-21A. Aegis Research has positioned a megaship, the Archimedes, in a PMD 2009-48 system, 
Professor Albert Tesoro announced it is vital that Aegis replaces the Guardian artefacts that were lost aboard the Alexandria. Without sufficient materials, our anti-Xeno research programme will be severely hampered. Pilots are asked to deliver Guardian artefacts identified as caskets, orbs, relics, tablets, totems and urns to Aegis research at the Archimedes in the PMD 2009-48 system. If Tier 1 is reached and Aegis receives more donations than Taurus mining ventures, an approximate 5% reduction will be applied to Guardian material material requirements at all technology brokers for each additional tier to a maximum of 25%. This will last for four weeks from the 2nd of July 3307. Patience Middleton representing Taurus Mining Ventures provided this statement. Salvation has claimed the exclusive right to exploit the Proteus site, which was discovered thanks to his specialist knowledge. He has contracted us to pay for guardian caskets, orbs, relics, tablets, totems and urns brought to the megaship Glorious Prospect. The Alliance, Empire and Federation considered depriving Aegis of resources to be a criminal act. As a result, pilots are warned that any ship modules reserved from Taurus mining ventures will be marked as hot, thereby incurring extra costs to be cleaned prior to installation. If Tier 1 is reached, the top 10% of contributors will receive a Focus Long Range High Penetration 5th Class Class 2 Guardian Shard Cannon with additional weight, power draw and heat. This will be placed into storage at the Glorious Prospect in the PMD 2009-48 system by the 2nd of July. If Taurus Mining Ventures receives more donations than Aegis, the top 75% of contributors will receive the module. The initiative begins on 24th of June and will run for one week. If targets met early and planned, the campaign will end immediately. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering the various Guardian items to either the Archimedes or the Glorious Prospects in the PMD 2009-48 system. And that's it for this week's CG News. Flossie told you what to do. Thank you, Flossie. Guys, getting really exciting with all these weapons. I bet you're going to be unstoppable when you've got one of those. Talking of unstoppable... <laughs> but you're going to get one. Oh, Talking no. of unstoppable, no matter how many times we ask, it's over to the apology officer with this week's sports report. Welcome to the Hutton Sports Report. The Hutton Sports Report is sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a free inflatable thesaurus suit. So you can dress up as a giant dinosaur and scare off any boarding parties with your ferocious roar and offer alternative words for the expletives they are shouting at you. Warning, thesaurus suit is not safe for hard vacuum and should not be used for EVA. This week we have the following events. The Dora the Explorer box set Bonanza, the empty your load and get back on the road in Uendo Cup. When I say cup, 
I mean, um, never mind. Never mind. The No Time for Pishing, We've Got a Mission, Cast Iron Bladder Endurance Race, The Time to Hunt the uh, um, Wanted Criminal, Close Shave Shield, The Someone Shot at Mia and the God Diarrhea Challenge, The Booze Cruise Seasick Drinkathon. So, roll the rumbly bumbly, watch out for the diddly doodads, and remember that thingy bobs get you disqualified. Got that? Brilliant. The classified results are... Yep, yeah, there we are. Somebody gave it a kick, good. Uh, Marxanthius, 91. The Shriek, 46. Light, 027, 121. Baron von Marlon, 64. Poltergeist, 183.5. Montgomery Python, 162. Attic 2. 197. Mazar Curran, 156. James the Fox, 5,557. Iron Beagle, 301. Antarius Fusion, 399. Simmons, 109. North Britain Non Boogie Collective, 1. Red and White Croatianists, 3. South Britain Gammonland, 1. Check the back of the net. No. West Britain Red Dragons versus Where the Bacon Come From will be played on Saturday night. Barnard Star, second 11. Shouty has a groin strain. 2. Wolf 25 Juniors. 2. Hellpassy Blues. 1. Sparta Soul. 2. Right. Uh, decals, well, there's no decals for anyone this week. They've all got them. So, no one should email iTwoPartAtHuntAndOrbital.com and should definitely not arrange to collect your hunting decal kit, which this week would have consisted of a green sharpie and some weird-sized sticky tape. Maybe just as well, because that's all we had left. Someone sniffed all of the Tipex in her and then ate the sticky notes. It was me. I was someone. We have had two hunting runs this week. Both are respectable times, but neither challenges the record of 1 hour, 22 minutes and 20 seconds, which was set by Commander Hardy back in January 3307. Commander JNX was the quickest with a time of 1 hour, 23 minutes dead. Not dead, dead, just 1 hour, 23 minutes and no seconds. Honestly, I gave my kick and he farted, so they can't be dead, even if it smelled like they were. Our second, more pedestrian commander this week to make the run was retired Navy IT1, who took 1 hour, 24 minutes and 41 seconds. So JNX is in 14th place and retired Navy IT1 is in 200th overall. Are you fat, lazy, grumpy and a bit smelly? Yes? Well, that's great. Why not join us at Hutton? We don't mind your eccentricities, not even that thing you do with the oven-ready chicken and the rubber glove. Here's an idea. Why don't you go to hot.forthemug.com and sign up or download the Hutton Helper before wafting out into the galaxy to do wonderful things for Hutton? Let's face it, anything has to be better than spending the day trying to rhyme something with diarrhoea only to realise your name is the best words to rhyme it with. Well, the Tipex dinner's wearing off now and I have to re-enter my body. Don't ask. So it's back to Studio 5. Thank you, Mia. 
time now for the Galnet Race Digest before we go to the green room. <laughs> Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. We try all the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous commodities. So you don't have to. Good evening and welcome to the bit of the show which would normally be dedicated to the Galnet Res Digest. I'm Commander Vanteon and I've got a note from Amelia here. Took it a bit far over in Delta Phoenicis. Things have gone a bit wibbly. Gone for a lie down. We'll explain next week. Well, that's that then. Um, we hope Amelia's okay. I mean, the sandy beaches covered in palm trees. How dangerous could it have been? Anyway, this was Commander Vantian, not reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. Looks like Amelia tried one of them so we didn't have to, and judging by how shaky her handwriting is in this note, it's probably a good thing. And now, it's it's time for a, a, a green room uh, chat. Howdy there, truckers. There ain't nothing old Buck likes more to start his busy day here at Lake On Spaceways than something hot and brown. That's right, a good old mug of joe. And in the evening, when I head home, I relax with good old sipping whiskey. Now... Buck here knows these things ain't made in factories. No, sir. They're made by hard-working farmsteaders. If you're wondering how these hard-working farm types get their equipment and how the grain and beans get to my mug, let me tell you, it's delivered in a Lacon Spaceways Type 7. If you, like old Mr. Naked, need a barn with wings, you'll buy yourself one of these here vehicles. She's uglier than Cousin Peggy Sue, with a forehead bigger than one of my prize steers, and longer than one of old Buck's tails. But when you need to grind that coffee run, she has it where it counts. And for an extra 2,000 credits, we'll even attach them steer horns in front of your cockpit. Now you be careful out there. Them Imperial types don't like you denting their toe tracks with your oversized forehead. But rest assured, the Type 7 from Lacon Spaceways will be the backbone of your next farm trip. So, yeah. usual format. These are all regulars. Uh, we'll go down the list. Um, uh, me first, and then uh, Flossie, and then uh, LCU can interview the third person, then Chicks, then the Apology Officer, and right. and then, then Harry, unless I've got him twice. No, nope, so fine. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say hello first. Um, I'm going to say hello to, to, to Norman. Hello. Hello. Tis hello. Thank, hello. Thank, you, thank you very much for, for wrangling all of the, the videos this evening. It was a bit video heavy, wasn't it? But um, hey, we do yeah. appreciate uh, it was, all the It was a bit this time. But, uh, yeah, it was a little bit. But we've got Thursday off next week. Mm. So how, how on earth are you, Old Fruit? I'm actually doing okay. I've been enjoying uh, Odyssey. 
I don't know if anyone else, but I've been enjoying it. Um, oh, lots and lots and lots of people seem to have been. They're just not sort of <coughs> posting salty things on forums about it. Yeah, I had, I had problems at the start. Sorry, uh, I had problems at the start when the alpha was out, so I left it for a wee bit, and then just basically, and then came in. I think it was when everyone got partnerships in and all that sort of thing. So I thought well, I'll try it from there, and been, from that point on, it's been okay. So yeah, no, I've been I've been having fun in it. Great. Are you been, you've been shooting things or exploring things or probing things? What what, what have you been up to? I, I have been shooting things. I've been dying, or sorry, uh, been recovering, or whatever the hell they call it. And I, I've been playing around with the fighters, the SRVs, and the ships. So you can actually I put two two SRVs in one you know in one ship and have two fighters, and I could uh, take one SRV out leave it on the planet, then back to my ship, get the next one, take one out, and then leave it leave it on the planet, then my ship takes off, and I take the fighters out, so I've got all, all this sort of thing going. So, yeah, is, that, is that with them, then you take the, the fox across the river and bring the chicken back? Is that how you do it? Is that the next yeah. bit? Cabbages, the fox yeah. eats the... No, yeah. As long, and as then long everybody drinks the ionised instance. gas. Yeah. As long as you don't leave your instance, your, your, your SRVs are still there. So, yeah. Yeah, no, you can leave them sitting there. Very good. But, but the here. Anyway. For the mug. Let some For the mug. Thank you very much. Right, and, and who did I say was second then? Floss. Flossie, you would like to interview the next person. Next person being Harry Balzac. Oh, hello. Floss, hello. how are you doing? Hello. Well, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. I have not been in game whatsoever this week, I'm afraid. I've been a bit busy. That's unusual. Nope. <laughs> That's it. It is. It is. I've... Well, I think I managed to log in last week. Just on a, each week I download the update, and that's as far as I get. <laughs> have you done but much I, baking this week? Yes, I have done. I've made some very nice bread. Thank you very much for asking. Yes, had a nice two-and-a-half-hour um, Zoom class on Tuesday, and we made mm. a panda companion, made a fougasse, and made some baguettes. And then immediately from that, with the bread still red hot, dashed into my uh, study and sat down and joined the virtual audience for the Radio 4 Program the kitchen cabinet, oh, which uh, so in a few weeks' time, if you anybody listens to it, who here's the one about barbecuing. Nope. If you hear some idiot <laughs> laughing in the background, it's almost certainly me. All right, and that's about all I've done this week. So I'm going to say for the mug, we'll move on. Thank you for the mug. Then it's LCU to talk to uh, me. Oh, he's, he's run away from the microphone. <laughs> I'm back. You're back. Who, who am I talking to? You're interviewing me. Oh, how was your week? Well, I, I mean, a, a, apart from spending an awful lot of time trying to get that video footage, which was which was tricksy, especially that um, that, that bit with the uh, Imperial fighter at the end at two metres above the ground uh, and not crashing into the scenery. I, you may have noticed I did clip the scenery a tiny bit there and then mm. boosting through the base at the top. I was trying to go for that, you know, snow speeder kind of vibe. You know, on Hoth when he was when he was hunting for for, for Han and Luke in the morning, um, just about managed it. Uh, so I was doing that, and then I've been um, testing a few things, and I've attacking engineering bases full of scavengers, and um, I seem to have bitten off more than I could chew earlier because uh, I landed, and there were eight of them, and so I got up on somewhere high with my sniper rifle, and I was busy taking them out, and then they airdropped another eight on me. Uh, at which point I ducked and hid on top of the tower I was on and looked up and the next thing I saw was six pineapples flying through the sky at me as they all launched their grenades at me all at once 
with unerring accuracy. And so I ate pineapple and um, they blew the bits. They blew me to bits. They blew the bits up. And then the bits that were left, they blew them up as well. And then I had to get a lift back to the hospital. That sounds terribly unfriendly. I, I might have to pick your brains, though, because uh, uh, I think I need to, um, to to do some sabotage on some of these places that get rid of the bark bands. So I, I might ask. Tips. Oh, we can certainly give you pointers, yes, and and good places if we spot them to uh, to pick up your G three upgraded gear as well. Um, because uh, as people yeah. are flying around in Odyssey on our on our Discord channel, they're posting in the Odyssey channel. Oh, I found one of these and I don't need it, so if anybody wants it, it's here. So um, handy, Hutton truckers helping right. each other find all the gear as well. Now we've got um, we've got an alert Discord that tells you where they aren't. <laughs> Every time someone buys one, it says you don't look here anymore because it's already sold. No right, yeah. Well, it's uh, I've managed to get uh, everything up to a three and me, me aphelion my laser uh, rifle up to a four now, and um, I've begun to get to the stage where I can kick ass, but just not against six pineapples at once. That that doesn't work. You can't dodge them. You can't move. They're coming from all around you. That's it. You just see them and arc through the sky beautifully, and that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> Game over. So, yeah, I've been playing an awful lot of Odyssey and enjoying it, uh, and I, I may have been on the, the forums a bit, telling people how much I enjoyed it and then receiving all the flack because I can't enjoy it because it's broken, and I must be lying, and I've clearly got lower standards than everybody else because yeah. um, I'm enjoying myself. I, oh, I and by the way, I've got no proof that my frame rates were any good. <laughs> which may may have done a bit of a red rag to a bull thing on the forum, so they had about four pages of screenshots with frame rates shown in them of me doing fun things like cutting buildings open and, and firing up power generators and walking through smoke, that sort of stuff. Well, apparently I didn't understand the subject of the thread. Hmm. Who didn't you? So I'm just reading now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, ne, ne, never, never mind. It was, it was an attempt at providing a bit of an antidote to all of this saltiness, and it was a case well, of, well, actually, some of us, an awful lot of us, are having an awful lot of fun. Well, you know, I mean, uh, some people are just really unreasonable. I, I, I was seeing, looking on the forums uh, today, and someone was talking about the, uh, the, the, the rhubarb and custard collision. They're like, it didn't explode. F ever terrible. Why, why didn't they make it explode? It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know it was going to happen. Well, D D D yeah. Dav, yes, has to sit there and go through all 400 billion systems by hand and do the maths that you've done on a couple of them. Yeah, and, 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 and then hand code something specially. Well, indeed, indeed. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I, I think, you know, I mean, obviously we're all sad for the things that have, have disappeared and things that have been lost. And, um, and hopefully, yeah, maybe some of them can reappear, or we'll find new ones. I mean, we'll find we'll find a new Mount ne Mount Everest, you know. But I think the game looks absolutely stunning. Um, you know, I, I, it works fine on two of my PCs, um, and I'm sure once they've uh, got round to it, you know, my other PC, which actually is dead now, um, would probably be fine as well. So, no, I love it. It's good. Things, as they say, can only get better. And I think better better will be on the first is the next patch next Thursday probably a good good thing not to have a show on the Thursday like <laughs> yes. catch fire or you know Eden might yeah. crash into it or something but it, yeah other than that for me it's a it's a for the mug for the mug all right 
Is it me next? It's you next. No, chick, no, no, chicks, no, it's, it's chicks it. next. Chicks next, according to my written list. Yeah, but that's going to go wrong because then the apology officer will have to talk to themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the only person going to understand the accent anyway. Oh. <laughs> no. so, Says just you, spot. just because you've lost your, your thick Scottish accent. <laughs> a quick quick I'm spot, say please. Thick. Yeah, I'll go next no. and ask, how are, how are you, Commander Aidan? I'm fine, thanks. Excellent. How are you? Very well, thanks. You had a busy week? Not as busy as last week. This week, I'm, I've am i spent a little bit of time actually managing to follow in... Uh, Commander of Antien's steps and get a decent chunk of my stuff up to level three. Oh, that's good. So I now have enough. I now have a, a day suit and a night suit for uh, when I want to go and blow things up. Oh, does a night suit have like a white a white shirt and a black bow tie and like a like a red carnation in the pocket in I the buttonhole? Don't, don't think they allow that yet. But I can. Not yet, but I, one day. Yes, one day. Uh, but I also have the um, picked up a, a suit that actually allows me to see in the dark. So. Oh, nice! That is handy. So yes, I now have um, all three suits with yeah. night vision on them, which I find is. That's fantastic. Nice. Yeah, I think that was was a bit of an issue for some people when the the alpha was going. Was it they were struggling to see in the dark sometimes, um, yeah. and had to had to switch their torches on. Um, which kind of gave the position away a wee bit. So the fact oh, that you've got night yeah. vision on yours is um, awesome. I do like having night vision. Um, mm. It does make life a little easier when you're trying to spot the, uh, the scavs. Yeah. They all have. They tend to go, oh, I've got lights on. I don't. Yeah. Literally, when it's sort of half a dozen to one, them not being, you know, um, and you have to turn your shields on, does make life a little bit more tricky because they can see you there. You can see your shields, yeah. But you know, for that for that stealthy approach is very good. Oh yeah. yeah. Um and also they don't you know, you can be sat in your SRV just outside without with the lights turned off and night vision on and go blink, blink. Yep. Um so yeah. Okay, very nice. But other than that, um not much to be honest. Uh, I've spent more time this last couple of weeks um, running around in battle mechs rather than ah okay uh, <laughs> and going haha I've got a bigger mech than you yes Yabu sucks somebody's always got a bigger mech though yeah <laughs> but, but there uh, you go but okay. anyway that's that's about it uh, and for the mug from me for the mug okay who am I talking to. You're talking to me! Oh, God. Hooray! <laughs> we'll get the hang of it after. Yeah. You know you want to be my friend. You want to be my friend. Go on, ask me how my week's been. How's your week, knee, been? Uh, <laughs> I've had a great week. I actually went out to the... I did take a wee trip out to the, um, the Proteus. I did some of the community goal stuff. And then the Proteus stuff came in and I thought, oh, I'm going to go and have a look at that. How far out um, is Proteus? Uh, the Proteus is about 1,300 light years out. Okay. Really um, yeah. But I took a long route out. I thought, aha, I'll be clever and skip around the back of the uh, Barnard's Loop and come in for the back, but you can't come in for the back. And then I tried coming in for the side and you couldn't come in for the side. And I couldn't come in for the bottom or the top. And then somebody said, go to Shenvey and you can plot a route directly in for there. So I went to Shenvey <laughs> and sure enough, I could plot a route straight in from there. 
Um, and once I got there, it was really good. I wouldn't I wouldn't mention what was there, but it was really good, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Spent an evening trundling around looking at things because I can't get out yet. I'm not allowed to, not allowed oh, yeah. to walk because of my legs. weak knee that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, so I did that, and then I came home. Very good. So that's that's been my week. Um, so other than that, for the mug. For the mug. So don't don't go away, chicks, because it's for me to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. So as all if I cared. How's your, how's your how's your week been? As if I cared. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no, sorry, it says here in the script. Say, how's your week been? As if I cared. How's your week been? How's my, your week been? Well, <laughs> as you've probably seen, I've been weed bothering again. You've been weeing something, yeah. Yes, all those, taking all those pictures for you to use. Um, yes. Can I'm you? very grateful I am. Well, not oh, very grateful, just moderately grateful. I, I quite like the camera suite. It's a <clears throat> marvellous thing. Um, so, yeah, trogging around on planets, zapping weeds. So about the point I'm going to turn around, because I think I've probably got enough, I hope I've got enough by the time I get back to be elite in exobiology. Ooh. I think. I don't know. <clears throat> friends, friends, you never know till you turn them in. But well on the way. Have we seen anybody... No. Certainly, any truckers yet post a picture of, the, of them doing that? I've seen. I don't remember seeing one person on. Might be, might be a couple now. But there was a Commander Disco on <clears throat> Inara. I noticed was elite. I'm just going to look at page one of Commanders. Yeah, he's there. He's number nine. He's the only one I've seen so far. She's the only one. So I well, don't know. Yes. Yeah. Be interesting. But of course, there, there might be people about to jump into a system mm. with a with a station where they're going to dump it all tomorrow but yeah it's been it's been interesting um you you sort of get that feel after a while and listening to lcu talking earlier on about what's where and you know I, i've stuck to pretty much the same uh region of the of the galaxy so you you there and i know from <clears throat> the codex so far there are 15 types and i found all 15 um, but you sort of see the the frequency of which these things occur, um, and you know if there's one um, plant on a planet, there's only one. It's almost certainly going to be bacteria, which are sometimes hard to find. Um, but there's other stuff I found which are pretty spectacular, and I've only ever found one of them. Well, three, obviously, because you get the uh, get the scan, but um, only one plant on which they occur. So it's time next time to go to a different part of the galaxy a different region and see what's there well it's probably worth you going back and having a look at that um that titan contractors operation calypso that normal was talking about because they've say 118 updates they found with various things it's a mm. it's a little uh, dry not much in the there's some images of it but there are lots and lots of uh interesting things in there. I think it, it's you really it's i think it's getting a, a lift on a fleet carrier and going out somewhere and having a poodle round. yeah yeah do you, you remember seeing the it it sort of looks like a transparent box with a like a yoke sort of yellow football in the middle of it yes the, uh, yeah i managed to find a, 
a different type of one of those and the top was all broken open and it was blue and I thought oh, I'm not I'm not I'm not the, peering the over probably escaped yeah, from that I'm not yes. peering over the edge of that <laughs> <laughs> well you know what we had for lunch then you yeah, yeah so so yeah weed weed bothering so for the mug mm. time for Van Tien's normal is, is it, it me? me? <laughs> yes, it's you. Hello, hello, Flossie. So, what have you been up to? Have you been earning all your weapons? <laughs> no, I don't do weapons. I don't have any weapons. I don't believe you. I haven't, honestly. <laughs> See? Ow. We've got a bruise now. <laughs> oh, <mate. laughs> yeah, so uh, I did the CG last week on three, three of my accounts. Uh, so I can get a scanner for each of them. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, and uh, in in real life, I did a, an evening shift at our local health centre, acting as a steward for the vaccination sessions. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, thank you very much for doing your bit, Flossie. Um, yes. Yeah. We uh, decided that once we were fully vaccinated, we would help out, give a bit back. So last Monday was our first time. Fantastic. Well, I really, really appreciate that because obviously the, the more people that help out, the more people that do the bit, the quicker it all gets solved. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it and at least attempting a test event next week. So first one in 500 days. Oh, Woo! brilliant. Yeah. Nice first bit of work in 500 Yay. days. But yeah, so and it, it's because it's of the volunteers and because of the NHS that um, and all the health centres and everything that we actually are beginning to be able to do these kind of things. So uh, yeah, no, really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Though oh. they won't let you near the stabby things though. <laughs> no, they won't let us do any of that. No, no, <laughs> she not, told not me she doesn't do weapons. No, Robbie and I were actually in... Um, it was the, the Pfizer this time, so they had to have the 15-minute sit-down afterwards, so we were sort of put in charge of them, sort of making sure they sat down and had the 15 minutes before they were allowed to escape. With Robbie <laughs> coming around, sweeping their legs out from under them, make sure they sit down. <laughs> oh, yes. And then we had to sanitise all the chairs after they done. Oh, Oh, well, that's, that's oh, like, I've, a, I've that's, got that's like that a normal day at Hutton. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I've got all of that to look forward to next week. I've got a, a, a toolkit I've got to take with me of more swabs, sanitizers, sprays and gloop than I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks like the contents of LCU's handbag. <laughs> so wiping down one chair and about three other people all go out, oh, went out then. <laughs> so hard to keep track. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like you've had a busy, busy week anyway. So uh, Between that, I'd, I'd look for the odd plant. Oh. <laughs> a bit of gardening. <laughs> a bit of gardening. Yeah. Neither start get to gardening. To, to, you know, clip a few samples, you know, a few cuttings off these plants and see if you can grow your own. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm sort of disappointed you can't shoot them a little bit or, or chop bits <clears throat> off. But, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But then well, I yeah, hit them with the butt of your rifle a couple of times. Or you, you, you could, you could I don't mash them with rifle. your scanner. Well, you could hit him with your scanner. With scanner, yeah. Yeah, break oh, a bit so off and so take it back. I SRV. I spot the SRV guns. Yeah, you just drive through a whole field of them and <laughs> mow, mow it down. <laughs> oh, I couldn't do that. Not to the cute little space loofers, no. 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 Well, thank you very much. Anything, anything right. else to add, or uh, mm. are you for the mugging? That's for the mug. For thank the you. mug. Yeah. I'm a bug.
And so it's know. Floss, it's you. It's Floss, Floss, no, to talk, to talk, to talk to Paolo. Oh, it's, oh, it's me but, now, but, yes, so I'll see you. Hey, yeah. Then how's, how's your brain? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's actually been quite a good uh, few <laughs> days, really. I mean, apart from the, uh, the enormous balls uh, colliding, um, <clears throat> the, uh, we've released a new version of the Canon plugin, um, which uh, Commander Celio has been working on, and it is absolutely lovely. It's, you can effectively um, uh, lock the planetary information so that you can see everything that's on there. It'll tell you, um, you know, where all the different sites are. You can click on a site on the planet oh. and bring up a, a bearing thing so it can actually direct you to where things are. And we've got lots of uh, new ideas as well for stuff we're going to do. So one of the things I'm really keen on doing is actually when you're on the planet, um, I can because I know what's been found on the planet before, um, what I can do is whatever direction your SRV is pointed, if there's something in that direction, it will display the name of it. Oh, that would be useful. Um, but, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. And might even have solved the mystery of the um, crashes because we did have things crashing fairly frequently, uh, which is very annoying. Um, but we think it might be to do with how we're copying stuff to the clipboard, so I'm hoping that that will be the end of it. Oh, great. Um, but, yeah, yeah, great stuff, and, um, yeah, and, and obviously really enjoying all the all the new Odyssey stuff. Um, I'm hoping we've found everything in the first couple of months. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's something. But as, as I say, there's, there's 15 different uh, genesis. Um, potentially there might be 15... Um, species in each genus because not every mm, species yeah. that we found so far or not every genus has exactly 15 uh, species in it so you know, potentially there's a lot of stuff there but we we haven't found it but it's looking like we found pretty much most of it already oh brilliant but yeah it's it's uh, it's, it's good though it's, it's lovely stuff yeah i look forward to seeing that uh, srv thing um i'm no good with bearings though <laughs> <laughs> But if something shows in the SRV display, that'd be great. <laughs> anyway, that's me done for the mug. Thank you for the mug. And Paolo, it's now you to talk to Litho. Oh, right, Litho, how's your how's your week been? Hello. Uh, not too bad. I've been uh, enjoying Odyssey, playing around on the ground, making friends with um, a certain faction that seems to be being dastardly in uh, Barnard's star. So they now seem to hate me. I mean, I keep wandering in and just picking up loose stuff that's lying around in their one remaining surface base, to, you know, to tidy up for them. And they don't seem to appreciate it. It's strange. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I did a little bit of trading. Got my trade ship out off the um, out of the storage and uh, realised as I flew into the port that it was actually a mining ship had picked up, not a trade ship. So yeah, well done. Quick re-equip and then get on with the, with the um, community goal. So I managed to get myself a free scanner there, hopefully. That should be fun. Yeah, that, I've, I've got a question for David. When they were all throwing the pineapples at him, was he standing on a pizza? <laughs> um, no, that's no, an no, unusual was... pizza delivery method. <laughs> uh, certainly I tried to cheese it quite quickly and that didn't work. 
Well, no, other than that, yeah, I, I'm one of these uh, strange minority people who's actually really enjoying Odyssey and not having any problems with it at all. So, uh, oh, I think that there, there, therein lies the giant fib, as I'm pretty sure they're not in the minority. Yeah, yeah. so obviously I'm doing something wrong. I just yeah. don't know what. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, uh, yeah, same old, same old as everybody else, really. It's, uh, it's brilliant. So, yeah, for the mug, for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, unmute yourself. Apologise for a muting yourself, apology officer. No, I refuse. <laughs> Your refuse, did you say? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've left refuse. <laughs> so, retired Navy IT1, how's your week been? It has been rough. So oh, no. Trying to figure out the BGS and uh, keeping from uh, being unconscious is, uh, has been difficult. Uh, yeah. But, 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 but my credit balance has gone from 179 to 65 million. So I'm winning. But it's been rough. I had to uh, bail out of. Uh, a couple of combat zones uh, because oh my, 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 my ship wasn't in the in the shape to continue. Mm. Would you say that was a steep learning curve then? <sighs> a little bit. A learning cliff, shall we say? <clears throat> yeah. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. But you but you're over the you're over the worst of it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, it, it was upsetting when uh, when when my Type Ten turned into space dust. And, oh no. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, but 20, 22, 22 million credit buyback for that thing. Oh, that's yeah, that's gonna hurt, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and, you know, and you know, the rule: don't fly without a rebuy. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, yep. uh, I've had to switch to, uh, to to the smaller ships and, uh, and 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 try to fight with those. And yeah, I'm just and I'm just not very good with them. I, I love my Type Ten, but yeah. Yeah, but no, you know. I've been, been been having a good time. Just just been busy so, with it. And uh, was that was know. that the race sites or the combat zones? It's been uh, a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with 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 the war that we had with Sirius and uh, oh yeah, and sitting there and uh, taking on the uh, the evil <laughs> doers from 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 the tenth. Yeah, yeah, not the eleventh. Because I can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's 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 the thing. There's there's plenty to do out there as well. And if you're helping with the BGS stuff, you know, you can see the difference. Yeah, it, it does. And, and, and it, it, I mean, I sit there and I watch it, and, and and when the tick goes, well, that's fine for the tick, but all the systems don't get updated. Yeah. You know, until a human pulls into them, or or someone does something. Mm -hmm. You know, and then all of a sudden, voila! You know, the status has changed there. Yep. So, and then, so yeah, I sat there, and uh, matter of fact, yesterday or last night or this morning, depending on where you're at and what you're doing, uh, <laughs> we had we had ten systems, uh, like seven hours after the tick, that yeah. still had still hadn't been visited. Yeah, you know, no visitors for, for hunting. So I sat there and did seven of those, and a couple other people <laughs> had hit the other ones. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and things have changed instantly then too. So yeah, it's like I said, just just trying to fight and follow and figure out the BGS has been nuts, yeah. But I've been I, having a good time. That's good. I remember as well. If you need a break or you need to make yourself some extra funds, you can always do a, bit, a quick bit of exploration, a bit of 
you know, bit of mission running. And there's there's a CG this week as well. There'll be money related with money with that as well. So it's a good way to make a bit of quick a uh, bit of quick cash, you know. Cash is always good. Yeah. You know, yes, sit, cash is king. <laughs> I always could sit there and and, and use my. I, I've got two. The, the actually, I got three type pins. So I got another type pin I can sit there and use and and, and go do some mining. Yeah, you know, just sit there and just watch the little rocks go spinning by. You know, nice, those, yeah, nice. Take, take take a break when needed. Nice and relaxing. You like everybody else does sit there and watch watch, watch videos while you know the laser and the lipids are doing their things. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so there we go. Uh, anything else you've been up to then? Nope, that's it for me. The bug for the mock. Right. Well, uh, thank you very much to those who've joined us in the green room and to the team for this evening. Thank you very much indeed to our special special guest as well for coming to join us and telling us all about his big glowing rhubarb and custard balls. So, uh, yes, it was brought to you this evening by uh, Norman on the Decks, by uh, Harry Ballsack, by the Apology Officer, by Chicks, by Flossie, by an absent and hopefully getting better soon, Amelia. Amelia, if you hear this, please do get well soon. We miss and you. And by Jove. Yes. And, and, and by Jove. Yeah, and, and oh, Flossie, Chicks, Apology Officer, Harry Ballsack, Norman, me, will be back uh, Saturday next week. Saturday, yes. No, mm. yes. If you tune in on Thursday only to hear a message saying, don't tune in now, you fool, it's Saturday. Yes. <laughs> Tuesday, Saturday is the new Thursday. <coughs> yes. Um, but yes, and I think Lave Radio are also taking a week off next week as well, so there'll be no Lave and no Hutton Tuesday and Thursday, but there will be a double dose all over Saturday, and as soon as we know, we'll tell everybody all over the forums and... and Mm. Facebook. Ooh, if, if we get a double dose on Saturday, does that mean we can go travelling? Oh yeah, we, uh, yes. Lave virtual lave is on our green list. Yes, mm. we never said what it was a double dose of, though, did we? <laughs> no. Well, that the cream's supposed to be working soon. Yeah. Yes. Uh, other than that, does anybody else have anything to add? For the mug. <laughs> For the mug. <laughs> Margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere. Loading up the teenagers to the brim with rain. Falling back, falling back. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. Falling back, falling back. Now everybody sing the hot and trucker song. Seems to crash into the sun Swivel likes the pilot on the Xbox One Alvin at the front, you know he leads as well Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody yells Follow back, follow back Yeah, you know just where we're coming from Follow back, follow back Now everybody sing the hot and trucker song Sing the hood and truck a song. 
Very, very sorry for all of the mishaps, all of the misbroadcasts, all of the non-broadcasts, and all of the nonsense which has happened this evening's hot news. Hi, Mr. Dusty. Well, thank you very much. That was excellent. Give me your trash. And now it's it's time for a a, a green room. Uh, chat now it, it does it does say all oh, random long advert but uh, just looking through the window at the green room i think we just grab them down here and say hi what, what do you reckon because we've had a lot this evening what does everybody else reckon mm. should we just grab them and bring them down here yes yeah yeah, yeah go on then right uh, well I'm, I'm gonna open the door and, and grab the retired navy somebody grab the litho breaker and, and i've got then, aiden. and you've got the aiden ready one two three whoosh we've dragged him in here no, oh no somebody's left litho breaker behind jim Oh, please. Oh. No, we've got him. We've got him. Don't sit there. Don't sit. No. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Who's like that? You've squashed it now. (laughs) It's the umbrella stand with LCU hiding in it. Oh, it's a a mess. It's going to be a sandwich. So, usual format. These are all regulars. Uh, We'll get down the list. Um, uh, Me first, and then uh, Flossie, and then... Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off? Nate